Well, it wasn't necessarily Apple. It just that was the most popular MP3 player at the time that podcasting was birthed. <laughs> so that what happened was, and I forget who it was exactly, but they combined the word iPod with broadcast. So podcast. Yep. It's a made up word. You're listening to Podcast Insider, hosted by Mike Dell, Todd Cochran, and Mackenzie Bennett from the Blueberry Team, bringing you weekly insights, advice, and insider tips and tricks to help you start, grow, and thrive through podcasting, all with the support of your team here at Blueberry Podcasting. Welcome. Let's dive in. Welcome. I'm Mike Dell, VP of Customer Relations here at Blueberry. And I'm Mackenzie Bennett, Marketing Specialist here at Blueberry. And podcasting terminology is always evolving. Today, we're going to discuss some of the unique language that has developed over the years. Maybe some stupid stories to go with it. Well, Mackenzie, yeah, we, we're opening a can of worms here. Yeah, <laughs> don't, you, don't you always want to do that on your company show? Yeah, of course, of course. Today, there's just all kinds of words that does uh, working support in talking to customers. Some of them have heard these words, but they put them in the wrong places sometimes. There's there's a bit of a learning curve with all of these different oh yeah terms and words and definitions and what people think it might be, what it evolves into. So yeah, we can usually figure out what you're you're asking anyway. So <laughs> it's not not that big a deal. It's just it would be good to go through some of these things and tell a little backstory of why it's that on some of them and and go for there. So the basics. So the word podcast. Yeah, starting off real easy. <laughs> well You'd think. <laughs> but if you go to YouTube and you look for podcasts, on a technical level, it's not a podcast. But there's two different definitions for podcast. The listeners could care less about the technical definition. That's that's mainly us old farts that that <laughs> worry as much about that as we sh- that we should. Mm-hmm. Then we should. So one definition of the listeners is is it's an internet show. You know, just right down to basics. The technical definition is a audio or video that is distributed via an RSS feed, mm-hmm. and then can be played in on demand. That's what I always like—the on-demand part. Yeah, I mean, kind of Netflix and things like that are kind of like podcasts. Because you can subscribe or follow or whatever, put it in your stuff on Netflix and follow a a series. And you can watch them, stop them, reverse them, watch them again, whatever, on your leisure. And that's what podcast does for mainly audio, but also some video. Mm Mm-hmm. Video has gone up and down over the years. It's kind of more in an uptick right now, honestly. Yeah, but a lot of the video that people are calling podcasts usually is just like a video stream of them recording an audio podcast, which is cool. I'm not putting down any of this stuff. I'm just saying that some of the traditional old school podcasters have a little trouble with that. But for the most part, who cares? It's, It's an audio show you can listen to, and it's delivered via podcasting. 
And where did the pod part come from? Because I believe that was Apple many, many years ago. Well, it wasn't necessarily Apple. It just that was the most popular MP3 player at the time that podcasting was birthed. <laughs> so that what happened was, and I forget who it was exactly, but they combined the word iPod with broadcast. So podcast. Yep. It's a made up word. All words are. <laughs> yes. Yes. And by the way, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were talking about farming, the, the genesis of farming. Okay. And one of the farming methods prior to all the new mechanized stuff was where you would grab seeds out of a bag and you'd just throw the seeds out and then hope they grow. This is way, 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 way back. But that was called broadcasting. And then when TV and radio came into being, they, they took that term from farming. So anyway, totally off the subject story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So podcast and RSS feed, we've kind of gotten through those ones. Podcast is the medium that you are using. The RSS feed is the old school technical way of getting people their episodes through the RSS feed that is just kind of like the magic of the internet. Yeah, and RSS is is still 100% relevant because that's how 99% of podcast apps are powered. Even Spotify and Amazon, they pull from an RSS feed for your show. So that's how your show gets to those places. So that RSS feed is the distribution method. I like to I'd like to say that it's like the transmitter for your radio station. I mean, it's that kind of thing, except for it's one person at a time pulls that feed or one app at a time pulls that feed. But that's how, that's just basically how it's distributed. Distributed, is that a good good way of pronouncing that? <laughs> <laughs> so along with that is podcasting. Can understand that. Podcaster is you, the creator. You're the host of the show. You are involved in the show in some way. And then something else that I wanted to talk about was kind of how we say like podcast episode versus show, program versus yeah. show, those that gets off the rails real, real quick. And one of the ways that I try to get people to understand it is there's the TV show and then there's the episodes of the TV show. There's television there's the TV show that you like. And then there are episodes of that TV show. So there's podcasting. You create a podcast and then you have podcast episodes. Your show is your podcast. Like saying shows to me is saying like when people are like, oh, that was a good show. Like that was technically a good episode. Yeah. And it's in that context, it's not so bad, but... What I get, I'll, I'll ask somebody, well, how many shows do you have? Meaning how many different podcasts do you have? How many different feeds do you have? And they say, well, I've got about 97. I say, you got 97 podcasts? And, and then they, oh, well, what I, and then I'll ask them episodes. And then they, oh, they understand that. So yeah, that, that's my bad for saying how many podcasts do you have? <laughs> that is a conversation I've had with many people over the years at an event, they're like, oh, I have this many. It's really used interchangeably. It's just 
how is it in your head? Because in my head, it's very laid out, like from top to bottom. For those of you who've been around the internet a lot or for a while, there's such things as blogs. Well, a blog is the overall website or portion of a website that has a blog on it. Then a lot of people will say, well, I wrote a blog about that. No, you wrote a blog post about that. Just So that's kind of the same thing for podcasting. It's, it's a podcast and then a podcast episode or episode. Yeah. And I mean, all of this to say, like, people use words however they want in their day-to-day lives. It's just when you're within your actual publishing platform, like whenever you're in Blueberry publishing your episode, whenever you're like Googling, how do I improve this? Words, when you're trying to solve a problem, matter. And then this is just that understanding of like, this is probably how it's going to be laid out for you. Right. Right. And like I said, we're, we're not the be all end all of this, but, but talking the same language when you're, especially when you're asking for support or something like that, it does help if we're all talking the same language. Yeah, a lot of a lot of support and sales calls are figuring out those conversations where you're like, "Do you mean this or do you mean this?" And people look to to the to the industry <laughs> people that are are like, "What am I saying? This is what this is, but what does this actually mean? Like, what is this called?" Right. Right. I like this next one. Show notes. That yeah. one also is very confusing to people. Why? So why do you think it's confusing to people? They think that their blog post that publishes their podcast via the web, via their website, if they're using PowerPress, well, that's my blog post, but I want my show notes to read this. Well, your blog post is your show notes. But basically, it's a written summary of the episode with links and other information related to that episode. And so that it's kind of an interchangeable term. You can call it uh, blog post content if you're using a blog platform to podcast. In our, I think in Blueberry, it's ju- it's just called show notes, which is mm-hmm. cool. But that is just a blog post because podcasting and blogging are really the same technology. But people do get a lot get confused about that, and also they get confused why why doesn't it look the same on apple as it does on spotify or some other app and that's simply because the different app developers apple google stitcher well stitcher's gone tune in any of these platforms can pick and choose how they're going to format that inside their app so you're never really going to get them to all look exactly the same just not going to happen unfortunately (laughs) <laughs> I wish there was a standard, though. Maybe one day. Yeah, someday. We try for standards, and I'm surprised as as distributed as podcasting is that all this stuff still works in most apps. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, actually, that's a that's a good one. Syndication versus distribution. People mm-hmm. have no idea what those words mean. They like, and they're basically the same thing. In, in a way. The one weird thing about podcasting is is it's not it's not a push technology. Like everything else on the internet pretty much is a push. 
When you get an email, it gets pushed to your phone and pushed to your email client. You publish an episode of your YouTube channel on YouTube, it's immediately available because you're pushing it onto that site. With podcasting, it's kind of backwards. It's a pull. Yes, it's immediately on your platform of choice when you publish it, but then it syndicates or pulls out to all the rest of the platforms. It's a little outdated, that poll function compared to you send an email and then someone gets it. You send a text message, someone gets it. You send a tweet and it's there. This one is kind of one of the only ones that like, it takes a while. And projects like uh, Podcasting 2.0 are, are trying to alleviate that or make that disappear by things like Podping, which uh, Blueberry has on all of our different RSS uh, generation systems. But that will help apps immediately update, which is kind of cool. Of course, Apple hasn't done that yet, but they're working on something too. So eventually that won't be a problem as much as it has been in the past. Yeah, I'd say that in terms of syndication and distribution, syndication is really part of that like functionality It's part of the RSS feed, the really simple syndication. That is how things are getting to the places where you are being distributed. Like you, your distribution includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Overcast, Pocket Cast, wherever you are found, that is part of that distribution as like a whole. Yeah. Here's another term I haven't really heard a lot lately, but back in the day, pod fade was a thing. And I guess it still is, but I don't think very many people call it that so much anymore. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think people call it now? Hey, they stopped publishing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot lot of old old school podcasters will call pod fade. Like I've I've started and stopped many shows, so I've pod faded a whole bunch of shows. (laughs) Yeah. So essentially, it's just whenever you stop doing your show, whether it's like kind of on accident, you just it's it's like ghosting. (laughs) It's like ghosting for dating, but with your own podcast. Yeah, that's kind of the same. Some of these these you got listed here, I have never heard. Yeah. So part of the list that I got for these show notes is Mike and I know these terms, but I was like, okay, what does the Internet think? And so they included some such as audio audible blink, which is like a short sound or music interlude within a podcast episode used for transitions. I would just call that a transition, like in a PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the, the radio term for that is a bumper. And then binge listening, which I feel like we are all familiar with. Just Yeah, um, I've heard that one before. Yeah, binge watching. Binge watching is the one I usually hear the most. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been binge listening some podcasts before. I could go on a long trip or something on the plane. I'll load up three, four episodes of, a, of something I'm behind on and just binge them. <laughs> yeah, that's when I usually panic when I'm at the airport and download a bunch of things all at once. Yeah. Audio drama. That one you hear all the time nowadays. Yeah, that's getting more popular again. That, that yeah. it comes around because back in the day, that was that was a thing. And think of audio drama like old, old, old time radio from the 30s and 40s, where they would have a, like episodic TV show that was 
that was her radio show that was scripted and had actors and voiceover people. And it was a, a fiction thing. Yeah, you turned in every Thursday at whatever time and just got your new episode. But you had to sit there and listen to the radio to get it. And this is the on-demand version of that, basically. Yeah, a friend of ours uh, is is getting back into that Evo Terra. He originally had the site Patio Books, where they were doing audio books via podcasting. And now he's uh, getting into the drama, the audio storytelling. That's kind of cool. Soundscaping. I've heard that before. Not, not not necessarily in relation to a podcast, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah, it's it's saying the use of sound effects and audio elements to create a rich and immersive sonic environment in a podcast. It it just kind of sounds like they're like trying to set a vibe. <laughs> That's a fancy word for it. Right. If you listen to like Wondery shows or NPR shows, uh, a lot of them are very, 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 I call it wall of sound, and they're, they're very soundscaped. <laughs> like, I get it, though. I think some of the shows that I listen to definitely do the same thing, because it it's kind of like when you're you're watching a TV show and it has, like, some type of background music, the soundtrack, the score, whatever it is. Like, it just draws your attention in more, as opposed to someone just speaking. That's one of the reasons why sometimes I don't do so well with audiobooks. Like someone has to be a really good speaker for me to continue paying attention because like I like the back and forth of a conversation as opposed to just like being spoken to. Yeah, well there's two two kinds of audiobooks which I I kind of think is interesting. Some of them you'll you'll see advertised as a dramatized audiobook. So that kind of goes back to that audio drama thing mm -hmm. where they read the book, but they do it in a way that is dramatic and they have different voices and all that. And those tend to hold your attention a little better. But I guess it'd be, it'd be kind of silly to do that with a nonfiction book, but <laughs> fiction book, that'd be cool. Mic fright. This is something I've never experienced. <laughs> I, I think it's great. It's like a play on saying stage fright. And this happens a lot people will come to us like at an event and say, I don't like the way that I sound. I don't want to be recorded. I just like, I feel like I'm doing a really bad job and you just, you got to do it. Yeah. And you get used to your own voice eventually. Yeah. That you know, it took me a long time to be able to turn on the monitor in my headphones when I'm talking to hear myself because I didn't like the sound of my voice, but I've never been scared of the microphone. It's just not a thing for me for some reason, because I'm definitely shy about other things, but <laughs> getting in front of a microphone, no problem. Yeah. But, you know, when you first get into it, it, it can be intimidating. It happens a lot, too. You'll see, like, people will invite their friend or someone that they know to, like, be an interview on, or to be a guest on their podcast they can have the best conversation possible with this person. The second you put a microphone in front of their face, they're just, they clam up and you'll get over it one day. I promise. Edit Bay. That's another term I know well, but not from podcasting, but from 
TV broadcasting. Yeah, I learned it in working in radio. Yeah, we, when I worked for the TV station, the reporters would go out in the field and do their stand-ups or whatever you call it, their stories out in the field. And then they would come back and they'd sit in the edit bay, turning it into a package to run on the news. Well, in podcasting, it, it's kind of the same thing. A lot of people use the same computer they use when they're recording to then go back and edit so that your, your studio can turn into an edit bay. But it's better than a sound booth. That's another term that people use sometimes. <laughs> Even radio stations. Now, when I first was familiar with radio stations, they had these hermetically sealed studios and, and all that. And now you go into a radio station and the studio will be a cubicle. <laughs> you open to everything, the background, whatever. It's definitely a weird, weird time in broadcasting as well. That, that reminds me, though, I mean, yeah, like the way that it has evolved recording wise, like there I have a whole fish tank with a water filter going here and five feet away from me and it's not being picked up. Well, that's because people have gotten smarter about using like in the old broadcast days, they were using condenser microphones or ribbon microphones that you, you move around on a desk chair, you'd hear the creak. Yeah, and every little teeny tiny sound, and that that type of microphone is great if you're in the right environment. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a noisy place, I've got probably one of the worst locations for a podcaster. I've got a a lake behind me with jet skis and all that kind of stuff going on in the summer. Got a railroad track a block away. I've got a five lane road out in front of the house, and and I'm less than a mile away from a rather large airport and Coast Guard air station. (laughs) But you don't hear all that stuff in my podcast because now I'm using a dynamic microphone and and it just isn't as as big a deal as it once was. There's a lot, a lot of equipment terminology that people are unfamiliar with when they're getting started. So I found some websites that kind of go into the equipment and some of the other more like audio focused definitions. And so I linked to that. Oh, nice. To that article here in the show notes for everyone. I mean, we're not going to go over them here, but for people that are interested, I think it's, I think it's just like a, a quick and easy thing to look at, especially if you are feel like you're overwhelmed and just unfamiliar and want to get to know more about what it is that you're getting involved in. There's one on here that uh, I've not heard, but I can relate to. <laughs> Mm-hmm. True crime fatigue. And the definition here is the feeling of exhaustion or burnout from consuming too much true crime content. <laughs> I, I'd say that is a thing based on the popularity of podcasts, true crime, TV show, movie, documentary, wh- what have you. It's everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. A lot of our customers are doing true crime podcasts. They probably don't want to hear this, but yeah, the, it, you can get overwhelmed listening to that kind of content for all the time. But then again, a lot of people love that stuff. So you know, each to their own. Yeah. There's a whole true crime podcast conference, or at least there was. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that ought to be fun. Speaking of true crime there's a movie coming out hopefully next year. It's a it's a fictional movie, mm-hmm. but it's about a person that 
that's really into true crime and she thinks that she solved a crime and she's went to a podcast conference to talk <laughs> to a bunch of people to try to get them to pay attention to what she says about the crime. So, <laughs> yeah, to this day, if there is a podcast or not a podcast, but if there's like a movie or a TV show or something, friends or family are watching it and they're like, is that really how podcasting works? And I'm like, well, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I have to clarify. <laughs> the only reason I mention it is Todd and I are in the movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guarantee you, you'll hear about it when we do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, there's a couple other things here, but we'll have the full show notes, of course, over at podcastinsider.com. Any other things you wanted to mention before we go? I want to hear what people use what jargon they use on a regular basis that we didn't really get to, or if they have like wildly different opinions about any of the ones that we mentioned today. Right. So, well, very good. Yeah. Get a hold of us, uh, Mike at Blueberry, Mackenzie at Blueberry.com or Todd at Blueberry.com. Yeah. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us. Come back next week. And in the meantime, head to podcastinsider.com for more information. To subscribe, share, and read our show notes, check out the latest suite of services and learn how Blueberry can help you leverage your podcast. Visit Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry without the E's because we can't afford the E's. <laughs>